I don't know, on the second date, um, I, I feel like I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's yeah, like you current can. events. Yeah, well, yeah, because I don't normally talk about things unless they're until they're over. Yeah, well, let, let's back. I let's back. Told him that I'm gonna be. That I might talk about this. I was gonna so. say, let's back it up. How? Yeah, I mean, we won't, we, we're not gonna tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, anywhere, right? no, like, no what you're knows. about to listen to is an experiment in sound. Sit yourself down, girl, and talk to me, and tell me what's on your mind. If it wasn't, you wouldn't be crying You've been tossing and turning in your sleep lately, baby Sitting around, pouting all day long Now how the hell you expect me to understand When I don't even know what's get on with the show shall we thank you for that lovely introduction Lattimore listeners today we explore the jungles of the dating world our guest is Lisa Bonos writer and editor of the solo-ish blog at the Washington Post she also does a podcast of the same name it explores the complicated world of man versus woman in the modern age What's most interesting is Mr. Ross and Lisa matched on the popular dating app Hinge. It wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> is that why you brought me here? Because I didn't respond to you? <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. I did respond to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, let's, let's not make this into talking conversation. No, that's okay. <laughs> we can talk about it. This is our conversation. In your line of work, do people constantly ask you for romance advice or are they more likely to tell you their stories? Definitely more likely to tell me their stories. Perhaps they know enough that like I don't know what I'm doing that maybe they shouldn't ask me for advice. But oh my gosh, all I have to do is meet someone and tell them what I do and then they're just like it's like relationship drama vomit all over the place. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy I, that? I enjoy it. Give us some. Give no, us some. I'm in your presence, um, <laughs> Dan and David. I think you need to tell me what's going on in your life. No, no, no. We want, we want the juiciness of yours. No, I'm not. Of my, of my own? No, that's not the way this works. <laughs> I just met you two. That's true. But, I mean, okay, anonymize it and just tell us, if you can, what are some of the parameters of one of the crazier stories or... Bigger. I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's no? just people that are, you know, have insecurities about what things mean when they're dating somebody. I mean, it's just, it's all the same stuff. It's just everybody wants to talk about what's going on with them, especially when they don't know what to do. Now, it strikes me that your job is particularly important in this day and age because dating is changing a lot, especially it as it pertains to technology. I mean, we've all got cell phones. It's insane to watch the cell phone become almost like a meeting place, like a hookup spot. It's like the cell phone. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm trying to find a non-cliche way to ask you to comment on what you've seen as the changes in the dating landscape. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to bring us back to the wingman, but I am going to bring us back to the wingman for a minute. Brief reference point so you know what the fuck it is that Lisa is talking about. They had a professional wingman come down to D.C. and educate them. He'll go to bars and work with women on helping them talk to people. And he'll go to a bar and they'll be like, he was explaining that he would see men just lined up sitting at the bar 
swiping on Tinder while there's like live women yep. standing right there. <laughs> live and women. They're, 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 you know, I mean, that's what they are. That's just like, they, they, they'll be like, the people are more comfortable swiping online when there's like a person behind you that you can talk to. And that has never really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't really make sense to me. It's part of the reason I took a three month break from dating apps in the fall um i don't really meet a lot of people during that time because you know you can talk a big game about how you can talk to people in person and then like sometimes sometimes it is hard right and at least on these dating apps you know well you don't know everyone that's single because Mm -hmm. actually people are not always but it's a better chance that people are single if they're on these apps than just like out there in a public space did you see the pew data that came out by all means drop it on us um 18 to 24 year olds uh, American adults ages 18 to 24 are uh, their use of dating sites and mobile dating apps has increased threefold since 2013. That's like... wow. So basically, everyone is on Tinder. You guys are on Tinder, right? No. I mean, where do you find your dates? Don't lie, David. <laughs> don't, don't even lie. I mean, you can be on Tinder without using it. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, yeah I'm on it. I'm, I'm on it. Not, I mean, the majority of my dates don't come from there, but uh, where do they come from? Uh, life. I don't know. I mean, well, like good for you. Yeah, this, <laughs> Mazel tov. You, you deserve a gold star because apparently that's like not the norm. I mean, do you have to like keep tabs on what the new app is all the time? It's, yes. I mean, that's part of your beat. I get pitched a lot, a lot of PR for different apps where I, that I've never heard of. And, yeah. You know, I I've been when I started the blog in June. I I wanted to rate dating apps occasionally Mm -hmm. i was like we should be doing reviews of these apps and so i did a couple i reviewed bumble and happen Uh, we had somebody review her which is a lesbian dating app one thing i found with the reviews is they were easy to do in the beginning because i hadn't done any of them but then you have to find apps where there's a critical mass of people on Mm -hmm. them otherwise you know i'm not going to review an app that has like a hundred people on there there's not a, like people have to be using it it's somewhat new but still using it i'm not going to review tinder because that's like you know people know what tinder is but so yes i you know there are a lot of apps out there that like i don't know who's using them is there a good one that people don't know about yet that you think is going to blow up it's like underground right now uh, i wish i knew that was bumble like six months ago okay was it what's up with bumble you don't know about Bumble? I, I know nothing. Uh, you're, this is, you're not in a relationship. This is why you're here, to okay. school us. <laughs> Bumble was started by one of the Tinder co-founders, Whitney Wolf, who filed a sexual harassment suit against her other co-founders. You know, can, that whole drama. Can we, wow. can we talk about that first? What exactly yeah. happened there? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've read the coverage. I haven't even read like the full coverage. Okay. I, do we want to get into all Brief, of that I mean, just right like, now? Can we do like thirty seconds? Hey, so, I mean, I haven't like I've you know I've read up on it like a year ago, and I, I'm not like Did, totally or, totally up to date. But like Whitney Wolf, who was one of the Tinder co-founders, was in a relationship with another of her co-founders, mm-hmm. Sean Rad, I believe. Okay, and they broke up, and things got kind of nasty, and um, she filed a sexual harassment suit against, okay. against okay. her other founders, and then started Bumble, which is kind of like Tinder, like, look, there's a photo, and you can scroll through, and then should we swipe right or left on him? He seems like a pretty adventurous guy. Okay. That's a very whimsical profile picture he's got there. Oh my god, a I know. Couch. He's like, let me see in, this. I know, this is unfair to the listeners. <laughs> let me he's see in this. Like, he's on, like, he's on like a state his name and his job. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> a, a pretty dapper 
proper couch in the middle of a cornfield? Couch he's in like, the he's in like laying suit? laying down on a couch yeah. in a cornfield. It's definitely it's, it's, one of the more like main interesting. man. He needed a lot of assistance in setting that up and executing that photo. Not, he researched it. That was not <laughs> that was not happenstance. I mean, I have professional photos in my. That's but these awesome. These look like mostly professional photos. Um, oh, boom. Was a match. So I, in order for us, <laughs> nailed it. In order for us to talk, I have to make the first. I have to send the first message. That's the thing with Bumble. You have twenty four hours to send the first message, or else the match disappears. Huh. You can you can you can extend it. Like you, can, you can, guys get one. You get one extension a day. Yeah, you get one extension. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely I've definitely misused it. <laughs> oh, you extend it on a woman and then she doesn't write back. Yeah, or do I, I? No, I mean I I sent it and I was like, whoa! I didn't want to send it to this one. I want to send this to this oh. one. And I didn't realize that I had multiple. Uh, that, that I, or that you could only do one, so it was a, uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> the worst date I've actually been on within in a very long time was really? a uh, was a Bumble date. Actually. What happened? Actually, I'm not even sure it was a date. It was more like a booty call. I think it, like she wow. Was, yeah, I was out at Satellite Room, uh, and and she she hit me up being like, come by, and she was so rude Aww. and so nasty. I felt like she was like, but she I, asked you to come by, and then was yes. rude. Yes, and like I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. I'm like, I'm like, what am I here for? Am I supposed to like make a move on this woman or something? <laughs> it got so awkward. Like it, it was so, it was so bad. Like I, I went home in shame. I was like, this is, this is. I mean, I told her I was like, I was like, you ruined my night. I was like, this is. Like, it was just so because she was so great via text, but in person, I'm like, you are a tremendous asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. yeah, yeah. She was giving me like math equations and shit. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what <laughs> math equations equal asshole? <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> trying to trying to trying to give, test my intelligence. Oh, oh, they were tests. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah like, hey, I hey. mean, I would I would fail those. Like, I like to yeah. invite you up, but if you could just write out the quadratic equation, that'd be great. But the apartment was beautiful. Like, <laughs> the, apartment was, the, the art in the walls was amazing. I was I was a fan of the. But apartment. you got that close. Yeah, I was okay. I was in her place. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then you left. Yeah, then I left. Yeah, okay. it was it was it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. So. So what is the most common complaint that you hear? from people, men and women, attempting to date in D.C.? Mm. God, com- most common complaint. I mean, I, I'm... That in- is, that's a hard one. I'm um, interested in, in getting after the D.C. dating stereotypes. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. Did you read this piece I wrote in November about five lines that will out you as a snob on a first date? I think I actually did. I, um, does one of them have to do with graduate school? Yes. Yes, because I did not go to graduate school. Neither did I. And I'm a little self-conscious about it. Not I that, know. Not that I ever wanted to or thought that I could cre- complete it, yeah. but so <laughs> many of it. my friends have done so yeah. that it's like, oh. You haven't been to graduate oh, school? Oh, I'm sorry. You have an undergraduate degree. Yeah. You're I know. a bachelor <laughs> of <laughs> something. And here I am, just the, just the high school dropout. Oh, stop I'm it. Sure. <laughs> Don't even lie. Um, so I would, I mean, I could say from my point of view that definitely like, snobbiness, credential dropping, name dropping, and like, look at me, I'm so important, that happens in Washington a lot is kind of a, that's that's a common complaint. Mm-hmm. It was that I think that happens in D.C. more than other places. Everywhere, people connect and go on great first dates, and then nobody hears from each other again. Mm. And that just, I, you can't put that on D.C. like that happens everywhere. But Penis uh, picks, penis picks. Or well, penis yeah. Picks. I mean, that's, but yeah, that's before you're even... I feel like penis picks together. happen a lot. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. They do happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, one woman told me a uh, she get, she told me about the, the worst pickup line, and it was like, "You have two hundred six bones in your body, and you wanted an additional one." It's not oh, even. Ac- it's not even accurate. Oh yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> whatever. I mean, I mean she, <laughs> but, but I, he, we've established that you're not good at math. So. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I mean, like that's that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty bold. Uh. So basically, people are pretentious, and they sometimes ghost each other. 
the, yes, those are, I mean, but you, can you, yes, those, those things happen. Um, also, I think there's a lot of just like dancing around what we're actually doing, but not talking about it. I am seeing somebody now who's like very direct about how he's feeling, like dates one, two, three. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? He this gives is, a summary. This is amazing. What? He gives a summary after each date. No, he's like, I enjoy spending time with you. I would like to see you again. You are awesome. Can I see you on Tuesday? Like that doesn't, you know, that okay. sort of just straightforward indication of interest is kind of a no brainer if you want <laughs> to connect with someone and like want to have a relationship. But it's so rare that when it happens, it really stands out. And I, I mean, the experience is very... Was it refreshing? Yeah, very refreshing for me. And also, like, a reminder that, like, you know, if you're interested in somebody, it's, like, not that scary while you're out with them to be like, hey, I'd like to see you again. Like, what do you think about that? So, you know, when it's going well, it seems like, why is this so hard other times? <laughs> we could all make it a little bit simpler by but just sort of, like, talking about how we feel in, like, not a really stressful, intense, heavy way, mm-hmm. but just, like. Well, so much of it is fear. Yes, right? fear I mean, of rejection. So, yeah. so, so much of it. I mean, every scenario that you've ever been in, and you want to put yourself out there, but you don't know. It's like that that tension, but that's where it all lives, isn't it? It is, yes. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, yes. so they say. Yes. But it's hard to say that to somebody who has their heart on the line. My God. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you're saying it, and you're confident in like what's happening there. Right? But if you wait too long for that confidence, sometimes yeah. you lose the moment. Yeah. No, I mean, I have been in so many short-term relationships where the first time we're talking about our feelings or lack thereof is like when we're breaking up right and i'm like you know (laughs) two or three months in maybe we should have talked about like what was going on here before we got to this point and like i'm probably equally to blame in some of that it's hard to do Hmm. best first date you've ever been taken on or you've ever taken someone else on i have to say that my best first date i've ever been on happened when i was like 20 in college um i went to ucla Mm -hmm. and there's a great art museum on campus that's free and uh this guy that i had met at a frat party talking about james joyce which like you know happens at frat parties i guess anyway we went to this art museum we're just kind of like walking around talking about the art and stuff and my mom's an artist i love art and it was just like a fun different thing to do um and then we went to dinner at like a really nice restaurant that i'm sure was way out of his price range and probably his dad paid for (laughs) um but it was like this three-hour dinner and um we walked around campus afterward and like we were, I mean, it was one of those things that ha- that are like these magical nights that happen when you're like 19 or 20. And this ended up being the guy that my was my first love and I, mm. you know, fell in love with. And it was just so good. And I was so, it was kind of the first real date I'd ever been on. I guess I was 19, actually. I was a freshman in college and sort of fall, spring of my freshman year. So I hadn't been burdened with all these really bad dates, but I also had kind of low expectations, right? <laughs> and then this person that I barely knew took me on this amazing date that that didn't wasn't that hard to plan, but it was just like slightly creative enough. I bet he was so happy with himself after that. I mean, all... he is definitely, a, yes, a self-satisfied individual. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in your bag where it's like if somebody steps to you and, they either don't know about something or they don't oh. care about something. Oh, words, man. 
just in general? Bad vocabulary I can't, like, I have trouble with. Hmm. Um, yeah, I went out with a guy a couple times in the summer who, what was the first? First I used the word trait, and he didn't know what that meant. Get out and of I here. Was like, trait? Trait. I mean, he's, like, more of a science brain, but I was like, um. So I'm, like, explaining the word, and then. This what? is what a trait is. No, trite. Oh, trite. Trite, T-R-I-T-E. And he's like overly cute. Yeah, I got that. You're worth a couple of words, Just helping you. Yeah. I mean, I'm an editor, so it's like I know that I'm obviously going to be like snobbier than your normal person about words. But that and some other things, I was like, I don't know if this guy is smart enough for me. What are some What are some phrases and words that you just can't stand? Some phrases and words that I just can't stand. Do you have any? I mean, well, every woman hates the C word. Yep. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I more think of words that I love, David. Okay. Such mm-hmm. as? Penultimate. Oh, such a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hubbub. I won a fourth grade spelling bee off that word. Hubbub. Yeah, which is just like, it's what you like on dates. Like a little chaos, a little hubbub, maybe. <laughs> I would never use that. <laughs> it's a little old-fashioned, I guess. Yeah, um, I love penultimate, though. It reminds me of Fortnite, which is one of my favorites. That's a good word. Um, so, like, yeah, not having a command of the English language. You, This was sno- so things that I'm snobby about. Mm-hmm. Mm, puns? I love puns. Yeah, I, I, Did you know that I'm a punster? Did you I, I, watch my I, I, video? I, I, I watched it. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. an ex-boyfriend of mine that I'm very close friends with still, um, you know, we dated since college. He's he knows me very well. When I think he watched the, did he watch the video? And he asked me something about like, how do you feel that video being on like your Google search results? And I was like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. What do I have to be embarrassed about? I made vegetable puns for two minutes, and it was it was awesome. That you did. Hi, that's right. I live among the commentators in Washington, D.C., and I've always wanted to turn up for this, turn up in Austin for this. I'm just charred to be here. So let us begin with a story from my salad days in California. Do you see what she did there? <laughs> I mean... It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Okay, thank you. I enjoyed it. It yeah. was my first time. Succotash. <laughs> <laughs> I told some stories of my salad days in California. <laughs> What's funny? I actually called. I called. I watched and called a friend of mine because I googled the, the competition. A friend of mine is always giving me puns. I was like, "You, you need to yeah. compete for this." I'm like, oh my god, this would be perfect for you. The way I found out about it is that every year friends would send me YouTube clips and be like, "Lisa, how are you not here?" And then finally, <laughs> after five years, I was like, "Okay, it's time to go." Like a national pun off. It's a world championship. World where, yeah, where in Austin? Oh every wow! May. Fantastic. Yeah, it's my first time in Austin. I only went one year. I need. I need to go back. Yeah. So you know. So I'm not sure I ever got you to tell me your favorite date spots in DC. My favorite. I'm working on. I'm. I'm working on something for the spring where I'm going to do like three dates in DC uh-huh. of like where to go on dates one, two, three. And I've been because this is my city because I've lived here for ten years. I've done a ton of dating here. I feel like the bar is really high for like what these places will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet your favorite date spots kind of change as the city changes, right? Like I used to love going to Bar Charlie, and then I got like tired of it. Um, so right now I like Soto for a first date. Soto. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. It's like a bar kind of underground in between um, Pearl Dive and Ghibellina. Hmm. So like in the hubbub of 14th Street, <laughs> it's kind of like tucked away, usually not super crowded, but it's kind of sexy. Um, sometimes they have live music. 
I also like Two Birds, One Stone for like Unf- first. Also unfamiliar with you that. You never go out. Um, it's true. It's like the speakeasy underneath Doi Moi, um, but careful. Also very sexy. So like you have to know that you want to go to a dimly lit place with this person and like have there's like nooks and crannies of privacy. And so damn, that's you know, awesome. Maybe hmm. you don't want that. Maybe it's safer for a second date. Um, where else? I was just taken on a very fun and romantic second date, um, ice skating on the sculpture curve. Ah, I really want to do that this year. Yeah. I love that. You should that. go. Yes. You should go before it gets too warm. Not tonight because it's really cold, but that's fun. I always thought it was too cliche. It is cliche, right? Yeah. Because a friend it, of mine threw that out, and I'm just like, I'm like, all right, but because like, I never, I never offered that out. I was like, ah. Uh. It, I feel like a lot of dudes are doing that. It is, you know, <laughs> that's, what's go, that's what's happening yeah. in the streets. Okay, so it is cliche, but it's also really like fun and sweet. I don't know. I think it just depends on the person you go with, like whether you want to do something like that with them, and like if you could maybe make fun of the fact that eh, it's kind of cliche. But it's also like it's an activity outside in winter. You can't do that much outside. Yeah. You get to see, like, people of all ages or people falling down. Like, I don't know, on the second date, um, I, I feel like I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's yeah, like can. current events. Yeah, well, yeah, because I don't normally talk about things unless they're until they're over. Yeah, well, let, let's back. I let's back. Told him that I'm gonna be that I might talk about this. I was gonna so. say, let's back it up. How? Yeah, I mean, we, how, we, we're not gonna tell anybody. Anywhere, right? Nowhere. Like no one's Nowhere. gonna listen to this. Nowhere. Yeah, no, it's okay. How um, do you ta- how do you talk to your potential partners about like your job? How quickly do you let it be known? Oh, every, people know. People know. Yeah, always. Yeah, and if they they don't know, I let them know. When we talk about like what do you do? Yeah, which is like comes up quickly on a date in DC. Um, yeah, in DC. Um, mo- the vast majority of dates I don't write about because nothing interesting happens. <laughs> And I usually don't write or talk about them until, like, the relationship is over and in a very, like, veiled way where you can't really tell who I'm talking about. So That's probably wise. Yeah. Now, could I just posit something really quickly? And we appreciate your time very much. We know we've taken up a lot of it. No, this is fun, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of phenomenal women in D.C. Yeah. That have a hard time yeah. finding a decent dude. Yeah. It's to hard. St- to step out with. Yes. And <laughs> to find decent. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, like yeah. a nice person who's halfway decent looking with a job with and the sh- the shit together. and yeah. is like yeah. halfway interested in putting yeah. one foot in front of the other. And, and like, like we'll make plans and call you and follow up. And So I, I see this as yeah. a very real phenomenon yeah. that yes. happens in D.C. Yeah. And I, I, I want to get your take on one thing that I, occurred to me just last night. Um, and that is the possibility that it could be a good idea for women in D.C. to think about giving preferential treatment to townies <laughs> like David and myself. I forgot about this. Are, Wait, do we not? Wait, local. I'm confused. Do we do, – do, uh, you guys are townies. Right. As in <laughs> – this, this isn't my – this is him. I, 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 don't, I despise that term. I don't understand. Well, we're locals, right? So we're D.C. natives. There's a lot of locals here. Are there? Because yeah. I, I seem to think that there are a vast number of people who are here, especially who are, like, young yeah. and in the dating scene who are mm-hmm. from other places and will eventually either be going to back to those places yeah. or somewhere else. Yeah. And that's one of the primary reasons why people have a hard time settling down here. Yeah. Because it's a transient city. Yeah. But – there's a whole cadre of people who I feel like are in the shadows who are, like, from here that don't... I've, I've dated several men who are from here. No, um, is there any difference? I think I'm from California, and I think the, those who grew up here and 
a lot of these guys have probably like come back here. They haven't always like been here since college or something like that. Um, they often are like, oh my God, you're going to move back to California. And I was like, I might. I don't know. Not such a horrible place to go. Interesting. You know? So that, I think the, the, that, that, that becomes more of an issue from the beginning. When how it, when how far in with... are they are they judging? Oh your, my god! Your I've been asked this question on like first dates. Really? Yeah, because they're like, I know a lot of people who <laughs> are from California and they want to go back there, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I've been here for ten years. That's a lot. And right now, I could be here for another two. I could be here for another twenty. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that there's a prejudice against. Um, people who are from here. But should there be an increased prejudice for people who are from <laughs> I, here? I don't really know why you would go either way <laughs> on that. Um, you have a girlfriend. I do, personally. Yeah. Um, oh, take me out of this. Okay. I'm just saying, like, he's not speaking on my behalf. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't agree. This, this is not man. an issue that I yeah. know of existing. The, like, the women not being able to, like, having trouble finding men of their caliber. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's an issue. It is an yeah. issue. Okay, yeah. so if my solution is not the right one, what is? What, what, I don't know what the solution is. What's the way other forward? than like um, more men moving here because of like just, just import? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of great jobs. I would never say to like uh, you know a woman who like wants to settle down and have a family like maybe you should leave DC unless she like really wants to leave DC. And I think that that's like not the right way to go about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I have a great career here. If I never find somebody here, I don't. I'm. I don't know whether I'm going to stay or go, but it's not going to be like for that reason alone. Maybe it'll change. I don't. I don't know what the solution is, but it's definitely like there are a lot of us it's that a, are, you know, and yeah. it's like you definitely feel like many aren't bringing it. So uh, my my ex girlfriend used to say that the DC man is a a guy who didn't get women in high school who achieved started making a little bit of money and now thinks from what they see on TV is how they should approach women and stuff like that and like uh, what they see on TV I mean I, I just your like, first your first part about like not being much in high school. Make it, achieving yeah. a little bit and some money. Yes, that's true. Or just like the perceived culture of like how a man should like approach a, uh, like kind of like a, a bit, yeah, a bit like asshole-ish and stuff like that. Like kind of like pretending to be somebody they're not. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether that comes from television or the jobs and inflated self, probably like yeah. in, inflated sense of importance that comes from what people are here to do professionally. I definitely, yeah, go. I meet a lot of like really arrogant and boring men. I'm just like, why do you think you're so great? Arrogant and boring. That's, yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we have some ca- uh, similar. Not you guys. You guys are great. Well, back at you. But... <laughs> that's why you're here. That's we know why you're here. talking about us. That's why you're here. I have a friend uh, who was dating in New York for a long time. And I feel like there are certain similarities, not completely overlapped. Yeah. But she would play a game where she would go out with a guy on a first date and time how long it would take for him to ask a question about her. Yeah, it that was happens. like I will sit here and speak about that, myself for that, forty-five minutes. That happens, and you know what? Some of those guys who don't ask their dates questions or barely any questions, then ask them out on second dates. And I'm a, I always say no to that. And and occasionally, I, I always wanted to ask, like you know, somebody who doesn't seem that interested in you on a first date, and you decide not to go out with them a second time. I'm like, I've always wanted to ask any of these men, like. What you were interested in me? I couldn't tell because <laughs> you asked me like three questions in two hours. Like, 
I don't know. Um, ask, ask mad questions where they're like, they're like, I've talked enough about myself. Tell me something about you. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. That's, that's just, the way to go. Yeah, I'm like, no, you don't need to know. I'm just gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's a defense mechanism. I'm like number two, date number two. I'm like the first one's all about you. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you want to be? Don't you want to be in a partnership where there's give and take? I mean, I joke around, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, okay. I'll, I'll give a little bit, but it's, it's a lot of take. <laughs> it's a lot of take. <laughs> so I, I like these articles that suggest that there is a societal, not just benefit, but need for gossip. And you being huh. in the position that you're in, you receive stories from yeah, people. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that you're like the hub of a gossip network. Uh, but I'm not. By the my, my job would be a lot more interesting. But by the very nature of your job, you are a source of and source for information. A little bit, yeah. So do you, is there any credence to that? Is there a societal benefit to like knowing the stories of what's happening in um, people's lives? I'll, yeah, I'll give you one example that speaks to that, I think. Yeah. Um, normally when I, I publish a lot of outside writers that write for Soloish. Mm -hmm. And um, recently, in early January, I received um, an essay from a woman who'd been on a Tinder date with Martin Scarelli. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I read that. Oh, yeah. we read that one from top to bottom. Yeah, and he turned out to be, like, kind of an okay guy, except that he ordered a $120 cup of tea. Which $250. Was, like, kind of odd. No, 120 Really? Oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let me shut up. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then denig and then denigrated the tea. <laughs> he was like, eh, I don't really like tea. Anyway, we're giving away the piece. Um, so normally <laughs> when I publish things, if it's a writer writing about somebody else, I make sure that other person whose byline is not on the story, like, can't be determined who it is. In this case, we decided it's like Martin Scarley is like a public figure at this point. Like it's legit. He's other outlets have written about him being on Tinder and his <laughs> Tinder messaging. So we decided that it was appropriate. And, and what I, I mean, you know, this one woman went on a date with this guy who was maligned in the media as being an asshole and he was kind of an okay dude. And to me that was interesting. And it also showed that like, whenever you're on a date with someone, a first date, you're not necessarily getting the full picture of mm -hmm. that person. And that can happen whether you're Martin Scarelli or Lisa Bonos. So I just felt like that, um, yes, maybe you could call that story gossip, but it had relatability and a lesson that anyone could learn from. He seemed rather charming to me. He did seem a little charming. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. maybe is not out of character. I don't know. Yeah, he's... He seemed like a charmer, but most, not very charming like in that ghost bit, face video. But, but most sociopaths are, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> so, what's your favorite story that you've yet written for Soloish? My favorite story, mm -hmm. um, probably the essay I wrote about going to an ex-boyfriend's wedding a couple summers ago. Mm -hmm. Did you read that? I think I did. Yeah, I didn't. That's okay. It was like a hard thing to do. And it was harder than I expected it to be, but there was also like so many different emotions that were experienced. Like I was actually, I was also really happy for him, and like it's real. I mean, this is somebody that I, you know, dated. We broke up like almost ten years ago, and so he's a very close friend. So like, even though it was hard for me, I was also really happy for him, and he was glad I was there, and I was glad to be there. So it was like all these different kinds of emotions at the same time. And it was a reminder that I haven't been in love in a really, really long time. And like, what, like why this happiness for this person and not for me, but it doesn't really, you know, anyway, it was just, and so to go through this kind of like tough thing that was also fun. And then a year later to write about it was really therapeutic for me. And also I like in the writing of the piece ended up 
coming to some conclusions about our relationship and about that experience that I hadn't had just by having by by going like yeah the end of in the end of the essay I talk about like that I had been at the wedding and like crying in this porta potty right which is just like such a horrible (laughs) image porta potty oh wow I mean those were the bathrooms that were available and at some point I had to go cry and that's where I went because it was privacy and (laughs) anyway uh later on in the night he came up to me and said something about how he was really glad I was there and this is a man of few words but like really understands me and I kind of like sensed in the way he was saying that he saying it that he knew it was hard for me to be there and I was like I'm glad I'm here too because I because I was and then I ended up writing like these are the vows you say when you're friends with an ex and Hmm. I was like oh my oh my gosh yes (laughs) this is what it's like to be friends with an ex and when it's worth it it's really worth it and I hadn't thought about it in that way when I had been experiencing it. But when I sat down to write about it a year later, that came up for me. So did you bring a date to this wedding? No, I didn't have a date to bring. Okay. I brought, um, I was there with about six very close friends. Okay. uh, Some of whom are married, like married couples, but, um, and one of those friends like also knew instinctively, like kind of when, when to go get me and like when I needed a hug and like, you know, all that stuff. So everybody there sort of like, Knew it was hard for me and knew why, um, so that made it easier. Were you? Did you get drunk? Of course I did. Okay, I mean, not, <laughs> not, everybody, not everybody does. Of course I did. <laughs> yeah. No, I, the, yeah. I mean, basically, like good friends and bourbon got me through that weekend. Okay. Do you feel like you know more now or less than when you first than you, when you started writing when I started about this job? Yeah. Oh, I definitely know more. Is that a good thing? Yeah, yeah I was just about to say. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, know more about myself and or other people. So I think both of those are good. Yeah. I also like don't take it as seriously. I'm kind of like along for the ride. What a difference a day made. Twenty-four little hours. This concludes our conversation with Lisa. You can find her blog soloish at www.washingtonpost.com slash news slash soloish. She can also be found on Twitter at Lisa Bonos, L-I-S-A-B-O-N-O-S. Until next time. MadcapDC.org on Facebook and Twitter at MadcapDC.